I wanted to take this moment to tell you about a program I am in that helps women navigate the journey of realizing their lesbians while in relationships with men. It's a 12-week support program called Coming Out on the Other Side. It is hosted by one of my early podcast guests, Emily Better. Some of the topics include the three stages of coming out later in life, understanding why you didn't figure this out sooner, and why this is so hard. You will go from being scared, confused, lacking confidence, hiding your true self, and feeling alone, guilty, and misunderstood, to overcoming fears, understanding and embracing who you are, being confident in yourself and your decisions, and ultimately being able to come out and live as your authentic self if and when you're ready. Learn more by going to thelatelifelesbian.com. Welcome to the Lesby Honest Podcast, Candid Convos with Later in Life Lesbians. This is going to be a solo episode. There is no interview, no scripting. I don't even have bullet points pulled up. This is going to be as raw and as unfiltered as possible. I first want to apologize for quite the delay in getting another episode out. A lot has happened in the last several months. And I did have some episodes. They didn't turn out so well. Uh, I'm also finding it's a little bit more difficult to get guests for this podcast than my business podcast. So this is a call out to anyone who considers themselves a late life lesbian who would feel comfortable being interviewed on my podcast. Um, I do have several. uh, I do have. There are several guests that I have. There are several interviews I have scheduled and in the can that are coming up that I am very excited about uh, now that I am getting back into the groove and the routine of of recording episodes of this podcast. A lot has happened. Uh, but that is no excuse. I said I would release a podcast every week and that is my goal and my intention. And so that is my plan for 2024. And I apologize, uh, for that. Uh, I hope everyone did have a good holiday season and a good new year and that it's all going well and according to plan. Um, so essentially where I fell off track was, I had recorded an episode with a friend of mine and where she was interviewing me. And in the future, I think we will re-record and do an episode where she interviews me because uh, she really wants me to share my story. And she feels like, hey, this is my podcast. Like I should be a guest on my own podcast, which makes sense. Um, and overall, I mean, I think the interview went well, but uh, the problem was... Neither of us really liked the direction that it went. Um, Basically, what happened was shortly before recording the podcast episode that will never see the light of day is I was in a church group. I will not name names or anything, but it was a it was a group, not just like your average Bible study type thing, but it was um kind of a 12-step program situation and I didn't I was in the group for like nine months it's like a year-long program I didn't um go into the program for you know same-sex attraction or whatever um but long very 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 long story short um the leaders of the group found this podcast which, you know, I knew from the get-go was a potential risk. You know, I don't know if I've mentioned this on... Well, I maybe mentioned this in the episode that's not airing, but originally when I thought to create this podcast, it did cross my mind to do it under a moniker, fake name, stage name, whatever you want to call it, so that it couldn't be linked or traced back to me in order to save face with people who basically just can't handle it. However, I decided that that wasn't 
that that kind of defeated the purpose, that that was hypocritical. Uh, I mean, the whole podcast is about coming out and like acceptance and realization and like, how do you navigate it and all this stuff. I felt like it would have been a disservice to the listeners and frankly to myself if I had put something out there with a fake name. Like, I mean, let's just be real. You, the listener listening to this right now, how would you feel if I had put out the podcast under some fake name, whether or not you ever know later or not that that wasn't really me, I mean, it, it just it just didn't set right, right? And so I decided, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out uh, with my name. And I realized that there are potential consequences of this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, you know, lo and behold, a few people have found the podcast and essentially without trying to, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I don't want to throw an organization under the bus. I don't want to throw a ministry under the bus. I don't want to throw a church under the bus. I don't want to throw leaders, anyone under the bus. So that's why I'm trying to be respectful and vague to some degree. And the reason I didn't put out the episode about that is I felt like it got a little too uh, real, maybe, or a little too... I It just was too much. Like, it, um, it was a very long interview, like an hour and a half, or two hours or something. Uh, and I had gone through, I edited, I cut out like a half hour worth of stuff. But even still... It just, it just didn't feel right to either of us. It felt like, I think because it was too new and I think the issue was, is that the situation was still too fresh. Uh, and so there may have been some anger and frustration and it just wasn't the vibe that I wanted to put out. So anyway, the long and short story is that basically group leaders find out they want to confront me on the issue quote, in parentheses, quotes, heavy air quotes here I'm doing, uh, the issue. And originally, I'm trying to figure out how, many, how much detail I want to give here. So originally, the way it was presented was they wanted to have a conversation with me, but they didn't say what it was about. I agreed to it, but then I was like, you know what? No, this is a new boundary of mine. I'm not going into a conversation blind. I need to know what the hell is going on here. Even though I was pretty sure I knew what was going on or what what they want to talk about. So they finally, you know, say, okay, this is what we want to talk about. And so I don't remember the exact sequence of events and exactly how the conversation played out, but essentially it was like, the two leaders, they're both female leaders, they wanted to meet with me to discuss the podcast. And, and, and I'm not, okay, so like on the last, the episode that I'm not airing, I like, me and, and the, the friend of mine who was interviewing me, who's also a late life lesbian, she, uh, we, well, I think she's the one that read out the, because I had sent her like screenshots of the text exchange between me and the leaders. And, she actually read them on the podcast and I was like, Ooh, which was, I felt fine at the time. But then like going back, I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to uh, blast that out there because um, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can be. You know what I'm saying? And so the long story short without, I mean, I don't even have the text anymore, so I couldn't read them if I want to. They've been long deleted, but because uh, I didn't need that reminder, you know. But um, the long and short of it is that, you know, they wanted to meet and um, and so we were trying to figure out time to meet. And I said, you know, I could pretty much do whatever because my schedule is pretty flexible. I work from home, you know, whatever. Well, then it turns out that one of them can't meet. And then and then so she was like, OK, well, we'll bring this other lady in the some third party that I don't even really know well and I was like oh, I'm not down with that 
And so she's like, okay, fine. Like, we can just meet. But it has to be at the church during the normal group time. Like, all these stipulations. And, you know, we had planned to meet for some other thing. Well, it never happened. But we were planning on meeting for coffee, um, you know, weeks prior. And she had no problem meeting with me outside of the church outside of that time frame at a Starbucks and she had met other women in the group up at Starbucks for whatever other one-on-one kind of stuff so it seemed a little shady like I I was like you know and I straight up said what do you think I'm gonna like hit on you like now that you have this new information about me like you think I'm gonna be a predator like what the hell and of course she denies it um which I mean makes sense like you're not gonna admit to that probably but um, anyway, I I don't want to get into all that and rehash all that because I did in the episode that di- that isn't going out. But like, tell me how you really feel about that. Uh, and so ultimately, it, it just started getting very weird to me, like all these stipulations in place, like, OK, we can only meet at this time in this location, blah, blah, blah. And if we're meeting, if me and her are meeting during this group time. And the other leader is leading the group. I mean, the other girls in the group are going to know something's up. They're going to wonder why am I and this other leader like gone all of a sudden and out talking. You know what I'm saying? And so I felt like for a variety of reasons, one, it would tip off the rest of the group and they'd be like, what, what's going on? Two, I thought all the stipulations and stuff about when and where and how we could meet was a little odd and three I just don't want to have the damn conversation to begin with because here's the thing it's taken me well I'm 40 it's taken me at least 20 I mean literally actually my whole life but really only the past 20 or so years so half my life where I've been kind of cognizant of this uh, you know, battled it and prayed about it and, you know, all of the things, right? All the things. And it's taken me so long to get to the point where I have, you know, mostly anyway, I think it's a gradual process and it takes time, but I have mostly accepted it and um, come to terms with it and All of these things, right? And my life has been so much better personally. Like, granted, okay. I would, overall, like as far as, I have had some difficult conversations. I have lost some people, yes. But as far as my inner peace, yes, I would say that that I have never felt more at peace and at home with myself. Um, so it took a lot of inner work and it's still work I'm doing. I'm seeing a therapist now, you know, like, and like for real, I don't have the budget for it, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. And so I've read the books. I've, I've just done, I've done all the things. And as I think many of us in this journey have done, it's not like we wake up one day and we're like, oh, Looks like I'm gay, so here we go. I mean, you spend years, decades ruminating on this and doing the research and doing the doing the work and like trying to fix it and trying to trying to figure out why you're this way and how can you fix it. Da 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 da. da. You know, you've been there, done that. We all know. Anyone listening to this knows what the hell (laughs) they know. And so because it took me so long and so much work to get to where I am now, when things started to seem really off about the conversation, about the fact that there was all these stipulations in place about when, where, how, the fact that it would kind of alert the rest of the group to the situation or that something anyway was going on, I was like, you know what? F it. Plus... I knew that the conversation wouldn't go anywhere good. It was just going to make me feel 
judged, condemned. I don't know ultimately what the end goal or outcome was going to be. I assume that they were probably going to request that I, you know, stop the podcast, turn from my lifestyle. You know, they like to use lifestyle choice. Like, who chooses to be, to deal with this crap day in and day out your whole life, be ostracized, bullied, and in some places murdered or commit suicide or substance abuse or self-harm or, you know, in, in getting kicked out of your home, your church, becoming homeless. Like, I mean, let's just be logical here. No one would choose that. Okay. So, um, anyway, I'm going off track here. So uh, my point there is that this whole lifestyle choice crap is, well, that's what it is. It's crap. Uh, like I like to ask them, well, when the hell did you choose? Did you wake up one day and choose to be straight? Do you actively have to choose to be straight? Like, tell me how that's working out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's just how you are. So, Anyhow, um, I knew that nothing good would come out of the conversation. I wasn't sure what exactly they would require or ask of me, but I figured anything they're going to require or ask for me is something I'm not willing to do. I've gotten to this point and it's been a hell of a journey and I will share more about that sometime. But um, needless to say, I figured, well, I'm probably going to get kicked out. So instead of having to sit through this conversation that I don't want to have, because I know no one conversation isn't going to change anybody's mind about anything. You know what I'm saying? And so I was not willing. I wasn't in a place where I felt like I could have the conversation without, I don't know about losing it, but like at a certain point, like getting pretty damn frustrated. Like, I am 40, I am exhausted, I am worn out, I've been fighting this my entire life, and I'm just, I'm done, and I'm worn out, and I'm not willing to have, I've had these conversations over the years, I don't need to have another one. Like, if you really care to know, there are tons of books and resources, documentaries, 1946, by the way. I just saw that. That's a whole other thing I want to talk about. And I'm wanting to interview uh, the director of that. So stay tuned for that. Um, anyhow, I, um, I, I wasn't willing to sit there and listen to the same crap that I have. Uh, you know, I don't know how many of you listeners are still Christian or religious or spiritual or whatever. But, you know, I, I legit wrestled with God with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've i come to terms with it. Like, I know he's good with it. And, you know, other people obviously might not understand or agree with that. But then again, have they done 20 years of research? Okay, I'm getting riled up right now. Here we go. We're good. We're going. Here we go. Have they done the fucking research? Let's just be real. Have they done the research? No. And the times that I have told people and given them all the books, all the everything, the podcast, the this, the that, the other thing, the, the scientific evidence research, the, the biological, the, um, the fact that, you know, homosexual wasn't in the Bible until 1946. You know what? I'm going to do an episode sometime about like just the well I guess probably the one about 1946 we'll we'll go with that one uh that episode will be about the so to speak clobber passages and how <laughs> homosexual wasn't in the bible until 1946 and it was mis and the people who put it there have admitted to the mistake and it's just anyway that's a whole other tangent that I will get into in, on another episode but my point is, it is so easy for someone who hasn't experienced this to sit there and just judge, condemn, say, well, 
love the sinner, hate the sun. You know, I'm sure we're all tired of hearing that. And uh, I, I just couldn't sit there and listen to it. Simple as that. And I, I knew I was, I was fearful that I, depending on how the conversation went, that I could potentially get pretty wild up. Like, so there was some fear there of how I might react. But then ultimately what it comes down to is the fact that I knew that I would be asked something, either stop the podcast or admit that it's a sin and wrong and that you're living a sinful lifestyle and you did right I wasn't willing to do or admit to any of that because I don't believe that and so because I knew the ultimate result would be because I, I mean I even asked I'm like so am I going to be kicked out and their response is well you could start over Okay, so I wasted nine months, basically. Uh, No, I'm not starting over. So either I'm... So anyway, long story short, I just was like, you know what? Peace out. I'm done. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to have that conversation because it's not going to go anywhere good. And it's actually... Like, if I know the end result or can assume the end result and that it's bad, why would I subject myself to the interrogation so to speak um anyway i nothing against the leaders of the group they're sweet ladies you know god bless them but and and they're trying and i know i know they care about me right i know all the girls in the group care about me i still have friendships with some of the girls in the group um and i know deep down that they care about me and they love me and all of these things they want the best for me yada yada I understand so I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus nothing against any of them personally what I'm against is the system the system the cult-like system that continues to perpetuate these false narratives about uh you know, gay people, trans people, whoever, anyone in the, you know, um, as one of my friends calls it, the alphabet. Um, <laughs> she says the LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ element OP. It's, let's be real. It's kind of funny. But anyway, um, you know, you got to have a sense of humor about these things sometimes. Otherwise, you're just going to go crazy. So um, where was I? See, literally, this is unedited unscripted no bullet points I had no idea where I was going to go with this when I started I'm already 24 minutes in like I'm just going I'm going and I'm blowing you know what I'm saying so um I'm a little riled up you know what's up I could probably fight someone right now I'm getting riled up um takes me back to fourth grade there was this boy on the playground who was pulling on my shirt story time okay we're we're having story time right now there was a boy who was pulling on my shirt and I kept telling him to stop and he wouldn't stop I finally punched him in the freaking face gave him a black eye and then I was expected to apologize f that I told him to stop he didn't stop so he got what he deserved I still to this day don't regret it and I'm damn proud of myself for punching that kid in the face so anyway um I guess I brought that up because I was talking about you know this episode is getting a little unhinged and I feel like I might lose some people here I legit might lose some people here but you know what it is what it is and I am me and I am at this point in my life 2024 baby I am unashamed and unapologetic I'm telling it how it is take it or leave it like it or love it hate it I don't give a fuck like yeah anyways so back to my little story i i really need to wrap this up because i was not expecting this episode to go to go in this to this extreme okay so i um as i was saying i respect people their opinions 
their stances, their convictions, their this, their that, their other thing. Uh, so nothing against them. They are legitimately doing what they think is right. What they've been told and kind of indoctrinated is the right way to approach things. Um, but like, here's the thing. You know, I, th- I, th- I find it rather ironic that if that's the correct word, I don't know. I know we all misuse it because of Elena Morset, but I'm going to go with it and it might be wrong and I really don't care. So I find it rather ironic though, how for, for people as a whole, for Christians, um, to claim to be inclusive and loving and all of these things that they should be that the bible is that jesus is that jesus was they (laughs) they sure don't do it they're very good at exclusion i'll tell you that much um and and for the record i still consider myself a christian like i'm good with god like i you know nothing has changed in that regard What has changed is my perspective in as far as the institution or organization or whatever, uh, you know, every church is different and even every denomination is different and, you know, all of that. But like, here's the thing. Jesus was fully inclusive. Jesus cared about equality. Jesus hung out with the people that society deemed as you know the worst thing ever like the prostitutes the tax collector the woman with the bleeding issue which her period she was she just always had a period is what that is um education there for you if you didn't know um she uh i mean whatever god jesus he he hung out with like the lepers people were afraid of contracting whatever lepers had um leprosy i guess <laughs> uh yeah i'm really not scripted you can tell um so you know he hung out with the outcasts everybody and he loved them and and like the woman caught in adultery for example he asked and the people wanted to stone her he asks, you know, who he who was out sin cast first stone or whatever. And they couldn't. And there's just so many examples throughout the Bible. And I'm only touching the tip of the iceberg. But so many examples of inclusion and love. And I mean, he says that the greatest commandment is love. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Like. The Bible is all about love. Yes, there is some judgment and some, you know, clearly there's some of that stuff going on, uh, particularly in the Old Testament. But when Jesus comes on the scene in the New Testament, like, it's a whole different shift. Like, you just kind of think about, you know, and the other thing is like bearing good fruit. You will, the Bible says somewhere you will know them by their fruit. Well, here's the thing. When you are kicking gay people out of your church or out of, maybe not out of the church as a whole, though some do, but out of certain groups or whatever, you're sending a signal that they are less than, that they aren't loved, that, uh, that they are making a sinful lifestyle lifestyle choice when it isn't (laughs) i don't i don't know how to get that across and how to be more clear about that but um and and you know jesus was welcoming and you know ultimately this is why parents kick their kids out of the house when they say they're gay this is why kids end up home, or gay kids, or LGBTQ. I'm going to say gay as like an all-encompassing term just because it's, um, or maybe I should say queer, I guess. Let's go with that. 
Um, this is why queer kids end up, you know, self-harming, substance abuse, suicide attempts, or suicide. Um, and then society bullies them, rejects them, kicks them out of the house or church. They become homeless. Um, uh, and, and in some places, not so much in America as much now anyway, although at one time, but for sure in other countries, um, I think Uganda and some others, literally killed um, for being queer. So I think... Here's the thing, like, know them by their fruit. Well, if the fruit is producing, if your judgment, condemnation, and rejection is causing people to self-harm, use substances, um, commit suicide, get murdered, get bullied, get kicked out of their house or church, whatever, something's wrong. Like, it's just simple. It's just just think about it. Something's wrong. But then when you welcome and you love and you listen, now you don't have to agree or understand. Okay. Like that's for everyone to do the work and figure out on their own. But if you're not willing to listen and try to understand without you know, just be like, well, the Bible says actually did does it? Yeah, because it sure as hell didn't say that until 1946. So anyway, um, you know, and, and and the Bible has there are a lot of things in the Bible that I mean we used to use the Bible to promote and and approve and justify slavery we use the bible to allow women to not have equal rights uh you know second class citizens whatever um women were more like property back in the day um you know just so many things that the bible has been used for that we have admitted you know is not how it was supposed to be and we've turned a, a corner, uh, a new leaf, and we've moved on and, you know, we're all better for it. But yet, hey, there's just this one thing. There's still those damn gays, you know what I'm saying? With their sequins and their rainbows and their, you know, all the, all the things with their happiness uh it's just too much you know you can't have any of that going on um you know you can't you know and, and another thing if the bible is all about love if jesus is all about love well then why see here's the problem i think when people think of homosexuality i'm going to use that term i that's what we're going to go with here when they think of that they think of just the sex act okay but how many of you straight people out there, if any of y'all are listening, who of you where your mar your relationship or your marriage is all about sex? It's not. Okay. It's like, I don't know what number it is on the list of things, but it, I mean, it's not a, a main thing. Um... Or, or like the reason that you're, whatever, you get what I'm saying. So I think when people think of gay people, they think of just that act. And that's the problem because it's so much more. It's when, when you prevent or try to keep someone from love, like what you're asking for gay people is they can't love. Like a lot of people, a, a lot of uh, Christians have 
actually finally at least come to the realization that yes, okay, I'll give it to you. Being gay is not a choice. Like I get it. Okay, we've we've established that in the scientific community. We've established that in the psychological. You know, we we know. Okay, good. You know, first step. Look, good good job. Good freaking job. But you know, mm, sorry about you. Sorry that this is the thorn in your side and that, you know, you can never love anybody. You can never have a, an emotional or romantic, uh, affectionate experience. You will be lonely. You will be alone your entire life. You will never have anyone to experience life with, to do life with. Yeah, no, that's like not even, I mean, (laughs) how would, let's just spin the, let's just turn the tables here. If you are a straight person, let's just pretend, okay, let's just pretend for a minute that we didn't live in a heteronormative uh, society where everyone is expected to be straight and all this stuff. And let's pretend that being straight was like being gay. That that being straight is the one that was looked down. Let's pretend you're with some, you're with your husband or your wife, but whatever opposite gender situation going on, and boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And you, you know, society as a whole and religion, and church culture, culture, there's the word cult in there. No, I don't think Christianity is a cult. No, but there are certain, anyway, that's, that's a topic for another day. Um, so I'm getting so many podcast ideas from this episode. Um, anyhow, so Let's say, you know, society, religion, whatever, looked at you and your relationship, your marriage, your whatever, and gave you the side eye. They condemned you. They judged you. They, uh, they kicked you out of things. You weren't allowed to be at certain things. You weren't, oh, here's, here's a good one. You aren't allowed to serve in children's ministry in particular because, you know, every homosexual, or in this case, a heterosexual, for my story here, is a pedophile, apparently. I mean, I guess that's what they think or associate, but actually it's straight men who are the majority of pedophiles. But anyway, yet another topic. I should be keeping notes here. I'm going to listen back on this and I'm going to start keeping a tab. Of all the freaking podcast topics I'm coming up with. Actually, and it might not be this podcast. I'm going to create a a different podcast. Uh, About, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So, another podcast is in the works now. Anyhow, um, I I really need to dial this in, reel it back in. Because it's it's, it's getting away from me here. (laughs) It's really getting away from me. But my point is, you see the inconsistency in the problem. Um, And I I don't want to spend any time, any time on this episode, breaking down any kind of science, biology, um, scripture, uh, context and culture of the scripture, uh, transliteration, translation, anything the that can be reserved for other episodes or maybe a whole other podcast all of this let me just bring this home okay all of this is to say that the situation where i was okay technically i wasn't kicked out because i didn't allow it to get to that point i pulled myself out of the group before i could be kicked out because i knew ultimately that's what was going to happen 
So I refer to it as being kicked out because that's what would have happened. So we'll go with that. So because of that experience, you know, you hear about all these things, but until you experience it um, firsthand, personally, you know, it's all kind of like just, and so until something actually personally affects you, then, um, it's hard to really fully understand and associate with it. So I think that experience kind of messed me up for a while, uh, emotionally, mentally, to where I just, and once I realized I didn't want to put out that episode, that was much more like detailed and like whatever. Um, I just, I fell off the wagon. I just didn't have the motivation to like keep this thing going because it was because of this thing. It was because of this podcast that I lost out on the nine months that I had put into the program. Um, with only like three months left to go. Like I would have been done with the program by now, basically, if I had been able to stay in it. And so it just has really, it messed with me for a while to where I was like, okay, this podcast is why this happened. But you know what? Oh, well, so what? I mean, and and a lot of people have, a few people have found the podcast who aren't, I mean, and, and people are upset that I didn't talk that I didn't tell anybody or that I kept it a secret they thought I was living a double life you know all this stuff but it's like until they've been in my shoes they can't understand I have had to keep this thing my my life this part of my life on the DL my entire life and it still is on the DL in terms of my family Uh, I, I at some point this year I'm sure we will have this conversation and it might be them finding the podcast and I do fear that um, I'm fearful of that and the ramifications. So, um, yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. That's why I've been absent for a while. I am back. It's 2024. I don't give a flying fuck what anyone thinks or says about me behind my back, what their opinion is. Like, There is a reason that I have kept this on the DL my entire life because, hello, like, fortunately, some, uh, you know, a lot of the people who did find it or found out about it, you know, and they were kind of upset that I hadn't told them about it. I mean, they're, they've accepted it and moved on. I've tried to explain, well, you got to understand, like, (laughs) this is not something I can just laissez-faire is that even the right word in this situation? I don't know. Um, but I can't just when there's something about you, your very essence that that they're that people shame you for and try to guilt trip you for and say something is wrong with you and you got to change it and da 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 da. And you know that by people knowing they're going to look at you different. I mean, not everyone has, fortunately. Um, but there's that fear there. You don't know how people are going to react and respond. And you very well could get kicked out of a church or a church group or a, who knows, whatever. A job even, let's say. Who knows? Um, it, it's like while... A lot of strides have been made and progress has been made in this issue, especially in America. There's still a lot of um, uh, I mean, the fact that people are still killing themselves or being killed. I mean, so you got to understand the risk of telling certain people certain things about your life and you know it, it it's my 
People get upset that you didn't tell them sooner. Well, it's my story to tell. No one can tell me when and how is the right time for me to reveal this to whoever. That's my, and and unfortunately in this case, that power was basically ripped out from under me because granted they found something that I am putting out into the world. So it's like, it's not really their fault, like that they found it and it is what it is, but it, you know, forced me to come out, I guess, so to speak, to people that I wasn't ready to. And again, yes, I'm putting this podcast out there for public consumption, public searching and finding, and heaven only knows how many other people I personally know who have found this and just haven't told me yet. You know what I mean? Uh, But my point is it's, you can't know, you can't say, man, you really should have told me sooner. Why didn't you tell me? Why were you hiding this from me? Okay, I've been hiding it from everybody for decades. I've been hiding it from my fucking self. You understand me? So if it's taken me this long to admit it to myself and to just accept it and be okay with it and whatever, it's going to take me a while to to feel comfortable to... uh, There are certain people I know are safe. There are certain people I assume are safe. There are certain people I know for a fact are not safe. There, you you just never know, really. I mean, you can just assume that you know, and and so I knew that if I had come out to this church group, that I would be kicked out. So I didn't, and you know, like it or not, take it or leave it. You know, take me or leave me. I am at a point in my life where I just. I'm tired of caring. Like, I'm not going to chase people. I'm not going to try to convince people. I'm not going to try to anything. Like, this is the year for me to finally feel free and be okay and sit with it and just be like, you know what? I've lost people and I'm going to lose people. It is what it is. It's just part of the game. And, um, you know, it's kind of messed up and sad. And I think in a, you know, in a couple of decades, people are going to look back at this issue like they do at slavery now. Or women not being able to vote or being property or, you know, any number of things. Like, there's going to be a day in my lifetime where people, this is going to come to a head and people are going to be like, oh, shit. And, um, and they're going to realize how many people it negatively impacted. And, but it's kind of one of those things where until it hits home, until it's your friend, your relative, it, it feels like this thing that's out there that apparently exists, but that you've never really, uh, personally had to uh, deal with, you know what I'm saying? And like, and then finally, okay, well, here's the, here's the fact. If you think you don't know someone who's gay or LGBTQ, you're wrong. You do. They just haven't told you. And why is that? Hmm? Why is that? Maybe you need to do some self-reflection. Why, why are you finding out about people in your life years down the line? Is it because they weren't sure if they were safe? Is it because uh, they weren't sure if how you would react and respond, if you would reject them? Okay, I've gotten off on a soapbox. This is the 50 minutes in. I am not, I, you know, originally when I sat down to record this, I was like, I'll edit out the ums and the uhs and, you know, clean it up and make it real nice. But I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm just going to release this whole damn thing as is. 
I'm not taking out ums and uhs. I'm not taking out breaths. I'm not taking out maybe my dog in the background doing God knows what. Like, whatever. I'm just like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. (laughs) I am curious to get some feedback on this. What do you think of this episode? It's been kind of unhinged. Uh, maybe that I need to change the name. Lesbians Unhinged. Hmm. Kind of sounds like a different type of podcast, if you know what I'm saying. So anyways, um, yeah, hit me up. You can reach me on any social media platform at the Sarah St. John. You can go to the website at lesbianhonest.show. Um, there's actually a place there where if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill it out and, and whatnot, uh, cause I would love to get more guests on the show and, you know, keep this going, hopefully on a more consistent weekly basis. Now that I feel like I am over and past my crisis situation, um, because I guess I will say that until that whole experience happened, I hadn't experienced firsthand any sort of rejection or any of that crap for being gay. Granted, I've only been out for so long and only to certain people and like, okay, so granted, like I haven't had enough experiences yet. So that was my first experience and um, it messed with me. <laughs> And, and but you know what I'm I'm alive I'm here and I'm queer so deal with it. I invite you to dive deeper into conversations from this podcast. Join our community on Slack. Here you can connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, and engage in meaningful discussions. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be answered on the podcast. Together, let's build a supportive space and shape the future of the show. Join us at lesbianhonest.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.